What is going on, beautiful people of the world? My name is Garrett Wolf, and I am the host of the number one podcast for people who are trying to go from saggy flabs to six-pack abs. I've built my body over the last eight years, and in the last three years, I've helped hundreds of online clients shred unwanted fat and embody the best version of themselves. Now, let's jump right into today's show. Oh, what is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Alpha Movement Podcast. This is the number one show for people who are trying to go from saggy flabs to six-pack abs, all without giving up the most enjoyable aspects of their life. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about and answering the question, do artificial sweeteners help you lose weight? All right, guys, this is a controversial one. This is one that I've had arguments about with people in real life, some super heated debates with some of my friends, some of my other fellow bodybuilders within the community, because some people, you know, they say they help them lose weight. Other people say that they don't help them lose weight. And honestly, there's a there's a pretty good reason why there's a pretty understandable reason why in my mind. But this person that I was having an argument with, at least back in the day, was really heated about it. He was all like super adamant that they help you lose weight. And I have sort of a different opinion about them on the matter and i also have some actual real life experience with it in terms of dieting down incredibly low because of my contest prep that i'm doing right now and um in terms of behavioral situations behavioral changes palate changes taste changes and all things considered do they actually help you lose weight i'm going to give you my opinion on it i'm going to answer that question and i'm going to tell you guys about uh how it affects me and how it may affect you and your weight loss goals. All right, guys. So if at any point during this episode, you enjoy what I have to say, or you take some value out of this podcast, please screenshot me, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at underscore Garrett Wolf, and I will reshare it to my story and send you a free gift. Other than that, guys, artificial sweeteners, diet sodas, aspartame, sucralose, stevia, monk fruit. Those are natural sweeteners. Stevia and monk fruit are natural sweet natural sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners are different. That's the first thing. Artificial sweeteners are just that. Artificial. Aspartame. Sucralose. Those are created in a lab. They are literal chemicals designed to elicit a taste bud response that is, you know, 500 to 1,000 times sweeter than actual sugar. That's a fact. It is incredibly incredibly sweet now does that mean that 30 grams of sugar and 30 grams of aspartame are going to have a different level of sweetness not necessarily they can still be one-to-one replacements the difference is in how potent they are per like tiny little molecule right so 30 grams of aspartame could be very much sweeter than 30 grams of sugar because per molecule or per like granulate per droplet of aspartame is you know 500 to a thousand times sweeter than sugar right so if you took like 15 grams of aspartame or five grams of aspartame this is not how much they put in there by the way it's usually like you know milligrams like hundreds milligrams they don't even mention it on the label right because it's like not even enough to be mentioned but in terms of sugar inside of like a sugary beverage something that you would get like say just a normal sprite just a normal sprite you'd get from mcdonald's it would have 60 to 80 grams of sugar now if you put 60 to 80 grams of sucralose or aspartame into a drink it would taste vile it would be disgusting it would be so sweet it would be so sugary that's why all they have to do is put in you know 100 i don't even know how much it is but like 20 milligrams maybe 10 milligrams maybe something not even worth mentioning maybe even one to two milligrams and that would be equal to the sweetness of a drink that has 60 to 80 grams of sugar that's the first thing so they are not a one to run one replacement i may have misspoke in the beginning saying that they were but that is 
natural sweeteners. The one-to-one -one replacement is natural sweeteners. The artificial sweeteners are incredibly more sweet, way more sweet. The aspartames, the sucralose, those are way sweeter, right? 500 to 1,000 times sweeter. But the natural sweeteners like stevia leaf and monk fruit, those can be a one-to-one -one gram replacement for sugar. So in terms of like a sugary drink, if you have 60 to 80 grams, you would have to put 60 to 80 grams of stevia leaf or monk fruit to be a one-to-one -one replacement. And I do this all the time. I use stevia leaf and monk fruit to sweeten some of my, um, what would you call it? Like uh, pastries, not pastries, but baking goods, right? You know, I make like protein cupcakes, protein cookies with protein powder with, uh, with a little bit of Greek yogurt and some uh, sugar-free syrup, right? I mix all that together. And then instead of adding a whole bunch of sugar calories just for no reason, I add some stevia leaf or I add some monk fruit. And it, you know, it adds that potency, that same sweetness that you would get from a typical cookie or a typical cupcake, whatever you want to make. So I do utilize that all the time. And I've been utilizing that for my contest prep when it comes down to getting lean when I have these sugar cravings, these cravings for something sweet at night, which are few and far between, mind you, I don't really get them all the time. But whenever I do, this is how I utilize stevia leaf and monk fruit to combat the sugary craving or the sweetness craving, right? So that's one thing. That's natural sweeteners, stevia leaf and monk fruit. And I think those guys, I think those are absolutely fine at the end of the day. The stevia leaf, the monk fruit, these are natural sweeteners. These are sweeteners that'll be found in natural things throughout our life. It's from a leaf. It's not that dangerous. It's all good, right? And typically, if you use these, you're going to be fine because you can run into some adverse side effects with, with some of these sweeteners, right? Sometimes it can fuck up your digestion a little bit and it can make you kind of get the runs for, for a few days, right? Or it might back you up depending on who you are. Some people get the runs, some people it'll back you up in terms of digestion and um, keeping the gravy train flowing, if you will, right? So you're going to run into some side effects. Now, the problem here, the problem is with the artificial sweeteners, the sucralose, the aspartames, these don't give you any side effects that you can really tangibly quantify. Right now, for some people, caveat, for some people with digestive issues, it can give you some discomfort, maybe some bloating, a little bit of pain within within your stomach area, within the stomach region, and cause a little bit of digestion mishaps. Now, this is because it fucks with the gut flora and the microbiome within some people. Now, it doesn't in everyone. It's been shown in a few mice studies to affect them. However, we know that mice studies don't always translate to human studies, but in my personal experience, it does affect some people's microbiome. Now, we can't really test the microbiome too well unless we like shit in test tubes and shit in vials and send them off to the doctor, which I know you're not going to do and you know that I'm not going to do. So we have to go off of tangible results, results we can actually feel, results we can actually, you know, see and feel. And so for me, um, I don't really think the artificial sweeteners mess up my stomach, really. I think they did maybe at first. But then after taking them for a long period of time, and now I'm drinking sucralose pretty much all day to get my water intake in, it doesn't really affect me anymore. That being said, I'm on a strict dietary regimen, right? I track all my calories. I weigh out all my food for this bodybuilding competition. That Hold on. Let me take off this jacket. It's getting hot as fuck in here. That's one of the main reasons that it doesn't affect me. So the question is, will it affect you? And if you're somebody who has a weight loss goal, and you do not track every single calorie and you do not weigh out your food, it will affect you. And here's why. Here's what I've noticed on my contest prep is when I drink water all day throughout the day, just plain old water, everything's fine. Nothing changes. I don't really have insane cravings. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty hungry throughout the day given, but it's because I'm in a 
massive deficit. I'm three weeks out from a show. That's that's a that's standard. But what comes into question and what gets pretty, pretty tough to combat is when you have an insulin spike in your sugar or in your blood sugar, excuse me, and then a crash that leads to a craving. Now, there's a question going around all over the industry is if artificial sweeteners spike your insulin levels. And here's my answer. I think they do in some and I think they don't in others. And that's that's the key. That's the difference for me. I think undeniably it does. Because when I drink water throughout the day, I don't get these spikes and crashes. I don't get these spikes and crashes where it leads to me getting cravings or it leads to me being tired. But when I sip on my meal watering flavor all day, which is just sucralose, makes it taste all orangey and delicious, I find that I crave sweeter foods and I get more cravings and more crashes in my day-to-day life. And that's due to my insulin rising. Now, I haven't tested this theory. This is 100% a theory, guys. So don't take my word. Take it with a grain of salt. Try it out for yourself. I could get a blood insulin monitor, but I'm not a freak, so I'm not going to do that. Actually, I am a freak, but I'm not going to do that. Maybe I will in the future, but I'm not going to right now. All right, this is just, I'm telling you what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm seeing. When I drink artificial sweeteners throughout the day, specifically sucralose, or even a diet soda that has aspartame, I'll crave another one. I'll crave another diet soda, or I'll crave more meal water flavoring. To go from meal water flavoring to just plain water is a million times harder than just drinking plain water all day throughout the day from the start of the day until the end of the day. Why is that? Why would it be that way? Because you have to incorporate behavioral changes as well as these blood glucose insulin spikes and crashes, right? Now, the behavioral side is as follows. When you're tracking everything like I am, every single gram of food, every single calorie, every single step I'm taking throughout the day, I'm incredibly consistent with my caloric deficit. But for someone who's normal and isn't competing for a bodybuilding competition, if you're normal as fuck and you just have weight loss goals or weight loss ambitions and you think that replacing your sodas with diet soda is going to help you lose weight, it's not if you're not tracking all your calories because with the behavioral, right, with the behavioral tendencies of people, when you have something hyper palatable and hyper sweet with no consequences, like a diet soda, you're going to crave more. And it's been shown in studies. It's been shown in behavioral studies that when you drink diet sodas without tracking your calories, you're going to consume three to 500 more calories throughout the day. Now, if you had just stuck with your normal soda, that's about 130 calories, you wouldn't overeat 300 to 500 calories a day. But when you incorporate this zero calorie, zero consequence, sweet, artificially artificially sweetened beverage into your into your diet plan your behavioral changes will reflect that you will reflect you will reflect that by eating 300 to 500 more calories throughout the day this is a big problem right because all things considered we think diet sodas are going to help us lose weight and they should the problem is is when behavioral changes are incorporated people tend to overeat on their diet you can look at just the vast world knowledge of this because look think about it if obesity, which we all know we have an obesity epidemic, is caused by the overconsumption of calories, then in the introduction of diet sodas, because diet sodas haven't been here forever. They were just introduced like 10 years, 20 years back. The introduction of diet soda should have cut the obesity by a little bit, at least by like 10, 20%. You know, people who are obese because of overconsumption of sweet beverages should have been able to replace them with these diet sodas artificially sweetened, and they should have lost weight in theory, but they didn't. The obesity went up. And it's still on the rise. Obesity is still on the rise. More and more people are obese. More and more children are obese. Everyone's getting fucking obese. Why is that? 
because the behavioral changes associated with these diet beverages, the zero calorie, zero consequence diet beverages, the outcome of people who don't track their calories and track every single gram of their food is that they overeat by 300 to 500 calories a day, which is worse than just having a normal soda with the sugar in it. So this is crazy. This is crazy information. I want to caveat one thing though. If you are someone like me who tracks everything, who you know, tracks every single calorie, every single step, every single gram of food that they're consuming, if you're crazy like that, then the introduction of diet sodas is absolutely fine. Understand, however, that it may spike your insulin and spike your glucose levels, giving you more cravings and more crashes throughout the day. This is definitely a possibility. And so you should pay attention to how you feel. You should pay attention to how these things make you feel. With that being said, I found that it was a lot worse at first with the with the first introduction of these of these artificially sweetened beverages. It was bad at first, but then once I'm drinking them all day, it starts to not be so bad. And that's probably just because, I mean, honestly, thinking about it now, it's probably just because it spikes crashes. Then I have some more spikes crashes. Then I have some more spikes crashes. It's just like a pretty typical normal day because normally you'd be eating sugar throughout the day anyway, unless you're like a super health guru nerd, which I definitely am not, but I don't really have that much sugar either. But on a typical day, right, you're going to have some sugars when you're not paying attention to your um, consumption of food, we're not paying attention to really what it is that you're eating sugar is in pretty much everything these days. So you're going to get those sugar insulin spikes and crashes, which is just like a normal day, right? Typically, you'll eat a, a nice meal, you'll chill for a little bit. Normal people don't eat a meal and then go for a walk, you should because it speeds up digestion. But normal people, they just eat food, and they kind of chill out on the couch, lay on their bed and kind of just, you know, scroll through TikTok, or watch some Netflix, whatever it is that you do, or they just sit at their desk and do some work, whatever it is. And that's how the typical day goes. So for me, these spikes and crashes have really kind of dialed down a little bit. They've dialed down a little bit. So if all calories are the same, all foods are the same, all things considered are the same, all variables are measured, they are all the same, they are all constant. The introduction of diet sodas with taking out normal sodas is obviously going to put you in about 130 um, calorie deficit larger than what you're already in every single day, all things controlled, right? And that's going to yield more weight loss, of course all things controlled, but life isn't controlled. We cannot ignore the behavioral aspects of life. And so with this in mind, if you're not someone that tracks every gram, every cookie, every crumble, every fucking crevice of food that you're consuming, then the introduction of diet sodas isn't really going to help you, Chadley. And this is the argument that I was having with one of my friends. He's like, dude, diet sodas, I help you lose weight. I'm like, dude, they can but they also cannot, they can also spike your insulin, they can also mess up your gut microbiome, they can also elicit behavioral changes that will yield you in consuming 300 to 500 more calories throughout the day. And that's why the obesity epidemic isn't going down. That's why it's on the rise is because most people do not control their calories, do not measure all their calories. They do not eat in a controlled environment like this. And so we cannot ignore the behavioral aspects of these diet, diet beverages. So that's the spiel, guys. Should you drink diet soda? If you're someone that tracks your calories, you can do it. If you're someone that notices that you're not really getting the blood insulin spikes and crashes, yeah, go ahead, do it. If you're someone that doesn't have digestive issues and they don't feel kind of gassy, bloaty, or these diarrhea or constipation-like symptoms, then yeah, go for it. But if you are experiencing these things, they are not something to be ignored. And if you're not someone who tracks your calories, if you're not someone who weighs out your food, then the introduction of diet soda will not help you lose weight. And that is case fucking closed, all right? Case in point. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. All right, boom, drop the mic. If you do not track your calories, the introduction of diet soda does not and will not help you lose weight. And that's the last time I'm going to say it.
All right. And that's it. That's all, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Alpha Movement Podcast. I hope you got some value. If you did get value out of today's podcast, screenshot my face, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me at underscore Garrett Wolf. Other than that, guys, I hope you have a fantastic day full of love, laughs, and happiness. And I will see you all in the next podcast episode. Peace, peace, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hopefully you got some value. If you did get value and you want to learn a little bit more about how you can go from saggy flabs to six pack abs, just head over to my Instagram at underscore Garrett Wolf. DM me the word six pack and I'll reach out to you and see if I can help. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in today and I will see you all in the next podcast episode. Peace, peace.